Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into episode number 425 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's your boy KB coming at you with a Sunday night solo dolo. Got a lot to dive into with our Philly sports teams. A great NFL draft weekend. The Phillies continue to be inconsistent. Joel Embiid's face is broken. And an underground athlete gets the keys to our hometown. Got a lot to dive into, but before we get started... Some housekeeping for the peeps. Make sure you're following us on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, at UndergroundPHI, Facebook.com slash UndergroundSportsPHI. Uh, follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Check out our website, UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Subscribe to the podcast feeds, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And leave those five-star ratings and reviews on Apple and Spotify. It really helps more people find the show, get connected with us, and continue to build that underground community that we're trying to manifest and bring to life. Uh, leave all your, your hot Philly sports takes in the Apple Podcast reviews. We'll read them on the show. If you leave them, we'll read them. So go check out our Apple Podcast reviews. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. And, of course, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I'm going to say it until I'm blue in the face. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Full video episodes now available for every single Underground Sports Philadelphia show on our YouTube. So go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Underground Sports Philadelphia. On YouTube, you'll be able to find it. And uh, let's get the the YouTube comment section cooking. Comment, hit the like button, click the bell icon so you don't miss a single video upload. All that good stuff. And of course, like I said, subscribe. Big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And of course, the boys over at Tomahawk Shades. Guys, it's May. Summer's right around the corner. We're 24 days out from Memorial Day. You got to protect those eyes when you're outside, going to the beach, going all over the place this summer. Go to TomahawkShades.com. Get your sunnies, get your blue light glasses, and everything in between, and use our code USP for 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. That's TomahawkShades.com, promo code USP for 25% off your entire order from the homies over at Tomahawk Shades. Pick up the best place to play the props. You guys can go to PlayPickup.com, start playing the hottest headlines in sports, including the Annalise Run Differential game with myself and Matt Every single month, the month of April, now closed. And if you pick the Mets, great for you. Uh, and, of course, you can play season-long and every single month with our pals over at Pickup. You earn points on your fan profile, cash them in for prizes on the Pickup Marketplace. Go to playpickup.com and start playing those headlines. Kenwood Beer, Philadelphia's number one beer. There's nobody like a Kenny. Go to KenwoodBeer.com and use the Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, guys, please drink responsibly. And, of course, the boys over at Bino. The boards came in today, ladies and gents. I'm going to get into some deets about that later on in the show. But you guys can go to BinoBoard.com. That's B-I-N-H-O-B-O-A-R-D.com. And use our code BINOUSP, B-I-N-H-O-U-S-P, for 10% off your order at BINOBoard.com. Now let's get into the, the good stuff, why you guys came here. Because if you missed our draft stream, you missed an all-time reaction. Um, just <laughs> pure euphoria from your boy. The Eagles trade for A.J. Brown. And please credit Underground Sports Philadelphia. We actually reported uh, that A.J. Brown was going to be traded to the Eagles for multiple draft picks. Per sources, 
uh, on April 19th. We broke that news. Just be a friend, tell a friend, let everybody know. We broke that news. We let everybody know A.J. Brown was coming to Philadelphia. Now, just for some context for the people, A.J. Brown is one of my favorite players in football. He is one of the best young star wide receivers in the NFL. And the fact that the Eagles were able to get him for pick 18 in this year's draft, a third round pick, and that was it, and then give him a $100 million extension for four years, absolute steal by Howie Roseman and company to go and get A.J. Brown. Just an absolute steal. Um, For reference, his career statistics, 185 receptions, 2,995 yards, 70 rushing yards, and 26 total touchdowns. A.J. Brown has been a force since he has come into the NFL. Uh, In 2019, he played in 11 games. um, Had 52 catches, 1,051 yards. And then in... 2020, 14 games, 1,075 yards, 11 touchdowns, and then this year, 13 games, kind of a down year in terms of receptions and receiving yards, 63 receptions, 869 yards, five total touchdowns. He's just a beast, man. Like, he's just so good. Like, and the fact that him and Jalen Hurts are, are like, best friends... Jalen Hurts was like behind this whole move. It really speaks volumes to how the Eagles approach this draft and trying to get as much help around Jalen Hurts as possible, trying to improve this defense as much as possible. And I could not be more thrilled with this Eagles draft. Um, I'm going to pull up the entire draft class here. And let me just tell you guys (laughs) to go and get. This is the Eagles' entire draft class. Jordan Davis, Cam Jurgens, N'Kobe Dean, Kyron Johnson, and Grant Calcaterra. What a great name. Um, along with A.J. Brown. So this is how the Eagles went and went about getting their picks in case you live under a rock. The Eagles traded pick 15, pick 124, pick 162, and pick 166 to the Texans for, picks, uh, for pick number 13, and that's how they got Jordan Davis. Now, when that happened... I was very confused. I felt like we gave up way too much to move up two spots for a guy that was potentially still going to be there on the board at 15. Um, And, you know, it it just was weird that they they would move up just such a minimal amount to go and get a guy who is kind of just a a specialty type of player. Like, he's very good at run block, uh, stuffing the run. You know, he's a fantastic run stuffer. He's huge. He's, He's over 300 pounds. Um, ran a four eight at the four in the forty at the combine. He's a freak athlete. His mom's an Eagles fan, so welcome home, Mama Davis. Um, but it was just confusing to me to give up that much to move up such a, a small increment. And I felt this team had so many needs going into this draft that giving up that much draft capital didn't make sense to me. But then you go and trade pick eighteen and pick one hundred one to the Titans for AJ Brown, like I said, who is going to change the entire like way we look at this Eagles offense uh it flipped my mood immediately because then you didn't have to worry about getting the wide receiver you didn't have to worry about a rookie wide receiver coming in you have a guy who has three years of NFL experience under his belt and is 24 years old coming into this offense with a guy he knows a guy he's been working out with all offseason along with Devontae Smith AJ Brown is basically a first round pick for this team so you can't be mad uh, at that at all. And then then they go and draft Cam Jurgens, who Jason Kelsey pretty much handpicked Cam Jurgens to be his eventual replacement when he ends up hanging it up. Uh, people were losing their minds going back up center at pick 51. Let me tell you, if there's anybody that I want picking their replacement or alleged replacement in the NFL, it's Jason Kelsey picking his successor. He helped the Eagles scout Cam Jurgens. I couldn't ask for anything more. 
you know, for Jason Kelsey to be like, yeah, that's the guy I want on this team. Say no more. That's the guy that we should have on this team doing the gosh damn thing and being Jason Kelsey's replacement. Like, there's no reason to debate it. There's no reason to question the pick. Uh, I know a lot of people wanted N'Kobe Dean in the second round. It came out during that that round, like where the Eagles were picking that pick, that area, that N'Kobe Dean was falling because of a meniscus issue and a pectoral inju- uh, injury that allegedly he refused to get surgery on, so people were concerned with the medicals. And I was like, okay, that makes sense, because I myself wanted N'Kobe Dean on this team. He, he was the best linebacker in college football last year, national champion, played behind Jordan Davis, so you go and get him. It's like, okay, let's go get his boy. Let's go get a linebacker on this team that could be here for the next 10 years and add to this team that's already added Hassan Reddick, that's already added Kaiser White, that's added linebackers for the first time in I don't even know how long that are actually quality linebackers. And I understood people's frustrations, but when I saw the injury issues, I was like, okay, I understand why he's falling. I understand why we're not taking him. But then 32 picks later, people could shut their mouths because N'Kobe Dean is a Philadelphia Eagle. That's right. Pick 83, the Eagles pull the trigger and go get the best goddamn linebacker in the draft. N'Kobe Dean is a Philadelphia Eagle. Uh, I couldn't be happier. Like Those three picks alone, along with A.J. Brown, made this draft the best draft in Howie Roseman's career, in my opinion. Um, Then they go and get Kyron Johnson a linebacker as well in the sixth round uh, because they traded back with uh, with the Jaguars. They traded pick uh, 154 to the Jags for picks 188 and 198, and then they traded uh, picks 188 and 237 to the Lions uh, to go get Kyron Johnson. And then they took Grant Calcaterra, obviously, with pick number 198, and that's your Eagles draft. So Jordan Davis, A.J. Brown via trade, Cam Jurgens, Nicobe Dean, Kyron Johnson, Grant Calcaterra. That is your 2022 Philadelphia Eagles NFL Draft Weekend. And let me say, I could not be happier with this draft. This draft, to me, is the best draft Howie Roseman's been in charge of ever. Obviously, 2012, Andy Reid was still in charge of that. That was the Fletcher Cox draft. Vinnie Curry was in there. Michael Kendricks was in there. Uh, I'm totally blanking on who else was in the 2012 Eagles draft. Uh, let me see here if I can pull it up real quick. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week. And it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. Twenty twelve Eagles. Yeah, so twenty twelve was Fletcher Cox, Michael Kendricks, Vinnie Curry, Nick Foles, Brandon Boykin, Dennis Kelly, Marvin McNutt, Brandon Washington, Bryce Brown. Uh you go through here, Fletcher Cox, obviously, franchise legend, Michael Kendricks, Super Bowl champion, Vinnie Curry, Super Bowl champion, Nick Foles, Super Bowl MVP. Brandon Boykin in his time here was a fantastic contributor to the Philadelphia Eagles. Dennis Kelly has gone on to have a fantastic NFL career. Uh, Marvin McNutt was a decent, you know, role-wide receiver uh, for this team for a year. Brandon Washington didn't really turn out. And then Bryce Brown, when he was here, finished with 1,000 yards in three years as a backup running back. That's that's a quality, one, that's one of the best, if not the best, draft up until this year in Eagles history. Then you look at 2018. 2018 was obviously the year after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Uh, so they were coming off that, that Super Bowl win, and the Eagles go and draft Dallas Goddard. They draft Avante Maddox. They draft Josh Sweat. 
They draft Matt Pryor, and they draft Jordan Mailata. That's a phenomenal draft as well. Dallas Goddard, obviously, franchise tight end right now. Avante Maddox got paid. Josh Sweat got paid. Jordan Mailata got paid uh, all leading into this offseason. And then Matt Pryor, I believe, is still with the Colts. Yeah. Um, and spent his his first two seasons here with the Eagles and then has been a starter for the Colts since last year. And he's he's doing the damn thing. He started five games for them, played in all 17 games. So shout out Matt Pryor. Um, that, again, one of, if not the best draft in Eagles history leading into this year. But now you look at this draft on paper and you look at the players that the Eagles were able to acquire with getting uh, Jordan Davis, getting A.J. Brown via trade, getting N'Kobe Dean, getting Cam Jurgens, and then getting depth pieces behind that in Calcaterra and getting Kyron Johnson. This, this is one of, this is my favorite draft in Eagles history. Like, 2018 is going to be fantastic, no doubt about it. Uh, but on paper right now, like, this is, and 2018, you also have to think Joe Douglas was still here. So it wasn't fully Howie. This was Howie Roseman. This was Andy Weidel. And they did a sensational job during this draft. They they nailed so many spots. I think the only spot you can say that they didn't really address in terms of the draft, but undrafted free agency, they went and did the damn thing, was the corner position. Um, so we'll see how that kind of shakes out. And who knows? Tyron Matthews still on the table, ladies and gentlemen. Like, the Honey Badger could still get signed in, in free agency by this team. And... It's one of those things that would really elevate just the overall outlook of this Eagles defense. I I was over the moon with this Eagles draft this year. It, it really impressed me. I, I'm thrilled. It got me really juiced again. Like I was saying for the past couple episodes, I haven't really been juiced about the NFL draft. I haven't been juiced about football. Um, didn't really know why. This got me juiced about the Eagles and ready to, to be pumped for another Philadelphia Eagles season going into the 2022 NFL year. Um, do I think they're Super Bowl contenders? No. There's still some holes on this roster. There's still some question marks. Um, do I think they have a chance to win the division? Fuck yes. <laughs> like, I, I totally think the division is completely on the table for the Eagles. I think it's them and the Cowboys again. I think on paper, the Eagles are a little better than the Cowboys right now. Um I'm super pumped about how this week turned out. Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown as your top two wide receivers is lethal. You have a wide receiver duo for the first time since Deshaun and Jeremy Macklin. And this is arguably better. This is arguably a better wide receiver duo. And I mean that with the sincerest respect. Just because these two guys do things at a complete full wide receiver ilk... More so than Deshaun just kind of being a burner. Jeremy Macklin being a 50-50 possession guy. These two are just extraordinary athletes. And them on the field at the same time. Along with Quez Watkins in the slot. Along with Dallas Goddard on the field. Along with Miles Sanders. Kenneth Gainwell. Boston Scott. And Jalen Hurts taking another step forward. Look out. Look out, NFL. The Eagles are going to put the league on notice, and it's super, super exciting to just think about the possibilities that this team has with A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown has changed the outlook on the Philadelphia Eagles tenfold. It's crazy to think about that a 24-year-old could do that, but he's that talented of a wide receiver that I, I could not be more excited to have on this team, and he's very good for my brand, number 11, Let's do the damn thing. Welcome to Philadelphia, A.J. Brown. 1K always open. And here's the open invite. If A.J. Brown, if you want to come on the podcast anytime, open mic for you. We, I would love to have A.J. Brown on this podcast. 125 zillion percent. And that goes for all the prospects as well. Jordan Davis, N'Kobe Dean, Cam Jurgens, Kyron Johnson, Grant Calcaterra, all of them. Willing to have you guys on the show. Welcome to Philadelphia. Can't wait to see you guys suit up. Let's go get dubs. Fly, Eagles, fly. Go, Birds. Let's ride. We had a great weekend, though, this week. Um, not only did the Eagles have a fantastic draft, my boy, the guy, the homie for life, 
underground athlete OG, the very first. Jamil Demby got the key to the city of Vineland, our hometown. Um, got to hang out with Jamil all weekend. Filmed a ton of content with him. It was awesome to just see somebody you know and have befriended and has kind of come into your own personal circle uh, over the past few years. Having gone to high school with him, he, he graduated with Sarah, my sister. Um, he's one of the nicest human beings you will ever meet. He's one of the most humble human beings you will ever meet. And he's just so hardworking, so diligent, so responsible, respectful, and is so willing to give back to our community. And that's why he and I clicked instantly. It was like, we want to give back to where we're from. We want to be able to see the people around us shine. And that's why he and I work so well together, why we're such good friends. And, you know, we have a nice, awesome vlog coming to the YouTube channel very soon. Uh, I believe it's going to be titled Just a Kid from Vineland, probably volume one, because I'm sure we are going to have a ton more content with Jamil in the future, but uh, just super proud of my guy to to come home, Super Bowl champion, get the key to the city. Not many people get that. you know. You, not a lot of people in any city get that honor, so it was very cool to be in attendance and watch my guy get recognized for everything he does on and off the field. Um He's, he's a one of a kind and I'm super thankful and super fortunate to have somebody like him rocking with our brand, being part of my life, being a homie for life. Uh, so shout out to the boy, Jamil Demby, getting that key to the city. Again, the whole podcast hosted by Steve McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get In The Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And uh, we got another one from Vineland, Isaiah Pacheco, baby. Gets drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs. He gets to go learn from Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, uh, another just humble, hardworking, incredible human um, who I, I couldn't be happier for. He deserved this so much. He's worked so hard, so diligently to get to where he is now. And I got an opportunity to meet Isaiah initially when I was working for NJ.com covering you know South Jersey high school sports got to connect with him a little bit there watch his play style and then to see him go to Rutgers and do what he did and grow a more of a friendship connection with him over the past few years has been awesome he deserves this I, I couldn't be happier for him he's gonna do so many big things with Kansas City if you're a Chiefs fan some for some reason watching or listening to this podcast you got an absolute winner um, so congratulations to my boy Isaiah Pacheco Kansas City, you're going to love Pop. Um, he's going to do big things there. I think he's going to be a big piece to that offense. And, I mean, you see 2012, Bryce Brown did big big things with the Eagles. He was a cult hero for a lot of people who, you know, wanted to to root for him. And I think Isaiah Pacheco is, is going to do so many big things with that Kansas City Chiefs offense and really bring a new element to that running back position out in KC. So, shout out to Pop. You're the man, brother. And I'm, I'm rooting for you big time. I uh, can't wait to see you shine in that, Chiefs, uh, in that Chiefs kingdom. A lot of South Jersey kids getting recognition this week too, whether it's drafted or signed as undrafted free agents. Marquise Bell, Bridgeton native, covered him when I was with NJ.com. Uh, he goes to the, the, the Dallas Cowboys, unfortunately for us Eagles fans, uh, but very, very happy for Marquise Brad Hawkins, somebody I know very well, uh, signed as an undrafted free agent with the Atlanta Falcons. And then Bo Melton, another Rutgers guy from Mays Landing, went to Cedar Creek, uh, gets drafted by the Seattle Seahawks. So shout out to South Jersey representing, man. It's so cool to just see people from cities around you uh, going out and, and taking their talents to the next level and whatever it may be, um, but also just it being NFL draft weekend and seeing so many names that you recognize get picked or, or get signed is such a cool thing to witness. So shout out to all the boys getting signed, getting drafted, uh, and taking their talents to the next level in the NFL. I was trying to avoid this topic as much as possible 
because it just it brings pain to my soul knowing that this occurred. Um, it happened after night one of the no night two of the draft. Um, I was I was coming home and or on my way somewhere and um, Joel Embiid, <laughs> Joel Embiid. Mild concussion, fractured orbital bone in his face, out indefinitely, was the initial report by Shams Charania of the Athletic and Stadium, and it just was a nuke out of nowhere. I was not ready for it, was not expecting it, had no clue it was going to happen, and now no Joel Embiid for Game 1 or Game 2. Against the Miami Heat. Sixers obviously wrap things up. Against the Raptors in dynamic fashion. And Joel Embiid took an elbow from Pascal Siakam. Who I will see in hell. Um, And that's what caused the fracture to the face. That's what caused the concussion. And it's just. It's one of those things that. You just feel terrible for Joel. Because he does so much to get. To where he is now. He works so hard. And he wants nothing more than to win. And to win in Philadelphia. And then he gets dealt this shit hand. At the most inopportune times. And I just. I I can't help but just. Feel so. Emotional about it. He is. He's quickly become so many people's favorite athlete potentially of all time in Philadelphia he's certainly in my top five of all time I I love Joel Embiid he's he's a guy that we've all like just journeyed with and and watched him evolve into the human he is now and to see him playing at his peak this whole season and now things being stripped away from him because of a freak injury yet again is maddening Um, but potentially if he clears concussion protocol and finds a way to be able to play with the fractured orbital bone in his face, which if you rewind to 2018, that's exactly what happened to him on Markel Fultz's shoulder, uh, fractured his face. And now this is the second time it's happened. Um, but apparently Joel can play as soon as game three, if he's cleared. So that's good news. But when it comes to this heat matchup, the Sixers, you got to be able to steal a game in Miami. Like, you have to be able to go down to Miami and steal one of these games from the heat. No questions out. You have to. And more than likely, it has to be game one because Kyle Lowry is not playing in game one. He is out. So you're going to have to just do whatever it takes to win game one. Hopefully come back with a split or up 2-0 if we're feeling if we're feeling frisky. Come back up 2-0. Um, but definitely, definitely, definitely have to steal game one down in Miami to really make this uh, a series worth bringing Joel back from such an injury and not forcing an issue to where he feels like he's got to rush himself back. That's the biggest concern I think among Sixers fans and amongst people is just like you don't want Joel rushing himself back to further cause more injury playing not up to par because he's injured this that and the third you want Joel to be at his best that he can be at and if it's game three great if it's game four great but in order for you to really feel like you have a chance in this series you gotta steal game one with Kyle Lowry being out this heat team yes they're the number one seed in the east Yes, they've been very good this season, but I personally think they're beatable. I think they're a beatable team if you play your defense right, if you play, if you guys, if they can make shots like we know they can, the Sixers team can win against this Heat team. Um, My official prediction, I'm going to say, I'm going to go on the record, Sixers and Six. I I think it's, it's very possible. I think it's doable. For this team to to steal a game in Miami and force you know force this Heat team 
to really, really be pressured. And I think the Sixers can steal this series in six, potentially seven. Um, but I think if Doc Rivers wants to save his job, if this team wants to continue progressing forward, you can't lose in the second round again. Matt and I have been talking about that for weeks. You can't lose in the second round for, uh, you know, was it now four or five straight years? You you can't make that the norm. Like you can't continue to lose games or lose series in the second round of the playoffs and be sent home in the playoffs. It, it just it, you got to stop the cycle and it's got to start now against this Miami Heat team. Do the damn thing. Bring it home. Matt and I are going to be talking Sixers Heat on Wednesday night at nauseum um, with game one beginning by the time you guys are watching this on Monday uh, at 7.30. So we'll be talking about game one. We'll also be talking about game two going into it because we'll be live during game two on May 4th, Star Wars Day. Um, Got to steal game one. You got to win. On Monday. You got to win Monday's game. That's my opinion on that. Um, But the schedule right now is Monday at 7.30. Wednesday at 7.30. Friday at 7. Sunday at 8. And then game 5 would be Tuesday, May 10th, to be determined time. Game 6 would be Thursday, May 12th, to be determined time. And then game 7 would be Sunday, May 15th, with a to be determined time. Go steal game one, boys. 10, 9, 8, 70, Sixers in six. Let's do the damn thing and uh, keep pushing towards that, that Larry O'Brien trophy because that's exactly what this Sixers team deserves. I still think they can do the thing if they come out make shots. Tobias Harris has to continue to play well, and Tyrese Maxey just has to step up once again and and really shine like we've seen him do all season long. <sighs> The other team that causes me stress, <laughs> the Philadelphia Phillies. They lose the series to the Mets uh, in un- just unbelievable fashion. They get no hit on Friday, lose 3 nothing. Then they come around, beat the Mets on Saturday 4-1. to then the bats, they, they stay alive, but then the pitching stinks. And Zach Eflin has been arguably, arguably the biggest disappointment so far when it comes to the Phillies pitching. Uh, I'm going to pull up his stats here so far to start the season. Zach Eflin this year has only gone six full innings once all year long. His first start, which was the Phillies' first loss of the year against Oakland, he only goes four innings, three strikeouts. April 15th at Miami, goes four innings, gives up four earned runs, four Ks. Uh, April 20th at Colorado, gets the no decision, but gives up four earned runs, five Ks, goes five and two-thirds. Then he gets his first win at home against Colorado, gives up one earned run, three strikeouts, and then tonight, May 1st, against the Mets at the Mets, four and a third innings, five earned runs, three strike, three strikeouts. He's been absolutely disappointing. And we said preseason, when we were doing our preseason like pre- prediction show and everything, excuse me, I said Zach Eflin would be the X factor for this team to be able to go out and win the division. If he was on point, because we figured Zach Wheeler would carry over and continue to play well, which he's starting to reach that point now after revamping up after the offseason injury, and we figured Aaron Nola would turn a corner, which whenever he pitches, he just doesn't get run support for some reason. Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already down. know. You it's more already know.
I think that's we, how it we always went, goes. Like, like forty-five like, minutes, and we were at like Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. I said Zach Eflin had to be the guy. You had to have three strong starting pitching options. And I figured Zach Eflin could be that guy. Has not been the case. Phillies lose 10-6 on Sunday Night Baseball. Back-to-back Sunday Night Baseball losses for the Phils. And now you find yourselves at 11-12 in third place in the division behind the Mets and Marlins. The Mets at 16-7. You're five games back after a month of baseball. It's just, the Phils are 3-7 and seven on the road. Not great. Not great away from Citizens Bank Park. But the positive here, you got six straight at home. Two against the Texas Rangers starting on Tuesday. And then the Mets come to town for four games. Listen, you got to sweep the Rangers and at worst split with them. They don't have good pitching. They they've they're very similar to the Phillies in a way where their pitching's not as great but they got hitters. You got to be able to beat the Rangers. They've been off to a terrible start this year. Go out and take care of a bad team. At worst, split with the Rangers. And you got to win 3 out of 4 against the Mets. You have to win 3 out of 4 against the Mets. You got to go at worst 4 and 2 on this homestand before going out west to take on the Mariners who are playing very good baseball to start this season you play them for three and then you play four against the LA Dodgers in LA before you come home three against the Padres three against the Dodgers then you go on the road for four to take on the Braves for the very first time this season and then you end the month of May against the Mets on the road at Citi Field again. And you have two games in the month of May against Gabe Kapler and the Giants at home before you finish that series out uh, on the 1st of June. Very tough schedule in May for the Phils. Very tough schedule. That's why you had to beat teams like the Rockies. You had to beat teams like the Marlins. You had to come up and and sweep the athletics. And they didn't take care of business there. And that's a big problem for this Phillies team. They don't know how to take care of business against the bad teams for some reason. And now they find themselves five games back in the NL East. And we're going to play our favorite game because it's a new month. So you guys can go to playpickup.com right now and start playing the month of May. NL East run differential game. Brought to you by our homies over at Pickup. Playpickup.com. Start playing the hottest headlines in sports right now. This is after tonight's games of May 1st, obviously. The New York Mets leading the way at plus 37. The Philadelphia Phillies are in second place in terms of run differential in the NL East, which is a welcome surprise, at plus 8. The Miami Marlins are at plus 6. The Atlanta Braves are at minus 14. And the stolen franchise Washington Nationals are at a whopping minus 33. But that's still not the worst in baseball. Because you look at the NL Central, the Pittsburgh Pirates are minus 41. The Cincinnati Reds are minus 65. Uh, The Kansas City Royals are minus 34. Those are your worst in all of baseball. Philly's got to figure some things out. I, I The inconsistencies pretty much since the run ended in 2011 
have been unbelievable. It's the same old song and dance. I don't know how it gets fixed. How much of it is on Joe Girardi? How much of it is on the players? It's just this team is way too talented. One to get no hit by the New York fucking Mets blew my mind. The Mets, that is the second no hitter in Mets history. And now the Phillies are in the history books for that. Uh, and they've been no hit, I think, 20 times in franchise history, which is the most in baseball. Granted, we're an old franchise, been around since 1883. How you doing? Keep it moving. But this Phillies team has way too much talent offensively to be getting no hit by the New York Mets. And Tyler McGill, of all people, Jacob DeGrom gets injured and Tyler McGill turns into him. Like, what are we doing? We all know the traditional Big Four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. This is the second time Tyler McGill has made the Phillies look like fools this season. Um, I'm tired of seeing him. I hope we don't have to see him ever again this season. Um, the Phillies have a lot of, of question marks around them right now. Sitting in third place, at a, they're, they're playing like a 500 baseball team. I'll say that. That is exactly the way they're playing. They wasted a great Kyle Schwarber game. He had two home runs on Sunday night. And Bryce Harper goes yard. And just the pitching, just absolutely dreadful whenever Zach Eflin pitches. I don't know what needs to be fixed. I don't know if, it, you know, it's one of those things where you just continue to question the moves that the Phillies make in terms of addressing pitching, bullpen, or starting outside of Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. Um, it, it's one of those weird questions where, you don't know how it gets fixed. You know, you got guys down on the farm, but they're still pretty young. Andrew Painter's been great. Mick Abel's been great. But they're not going to come save the franchise today. You know, they're still a couple years away. Zach Eflin needs to figure some things out um, because he's starting to he's starting to run out of time to, to really cement himself as a guy in this rotation for the long haul for the Phillies. And if he doesn't figure it out soon, the Phillies are going to have to go and figure out something to take his place in the rotation because you can't keep trotting a guy out there who can't go at least six innings every fifth day. It's just an automatic loss. You might as well just have a bullpen game that day rather than putting that guy out there for four and a third, for two and a third, for you know five innings. Like, Zach Eflin's too good of a pitcher to not be going at least six innings every single start. He's got a lot to figure out. Um, and I hope he figures it out because the season's starting to pick up and it's starting to get uh, too little too late, pretty too quick. Um, so the Phillies, after the first month of the season, 11 and 12, third place in the division, second place in the NL East run differential race. But the inconsistencies just continue, and it's been a decade long thing for this Phillies team to just be so. If there's one thing they're consistent about, it's their inconsistencies. Um, but they need to figure some things out quick before, you know, it's just the same old song and dance and and we're not even worried about September baseball, October baseball, and we just waste another year of Zach Wheeler's prime, of Aaron Nola's prime, of Real Muto's prime, of Reese Hoskins' prime, uh, and most importantly, Bryce Harper's prime. You can't continue to waste these Bryce Harper years. He's too damn good. He's too damn talented. And we've wasted enough of his time already. You can't continue to waste it. You need to figure some things out. Look yourselves in the mirror and say, what do we need to do to get better? What do we need to do to fix this? And get on it ASAP. Because it's not getting any easier in the month of May. Figure it out, Phils. Figure it out. Last bit of news here. Just involving some content stuff. 
The homies over at Bino. You guys can use promo code BINOUSP for 10% off your order at BINOBoard.com. The boards are here. Boards are here. The Bino boards have arrived. The Underground Sports Philadelphia Bino League is happening. The Office League is happening with everybody who's around here. Obviously, can't have Pat Pitts and, and McAvoy and, and Johnny Boy and DJ involved because they're not in state. But we're concocting ideas of how to really integrate everybody into the Bino League. Um, but my, my hope and my thought is... Once we start this thing, because I'm going to be involved, Matt's going to be involved, Sarah's going to be involved, CFO Margie's going to be involved, hopefully Dom's going to be involved, hopefully Dylan's going to be involved, uh, and everybody around here in our in our little area is going to be involved for the main office league. We're going to film matches, we're going to have season play, league play, whatever we, we end up calling it. We're going to have match play, which is just kind of friendlies and doesn't really count towards our records. We're going to have summer league play, which is obviously when DJ and I go out on the road. This summer for PLL weekends, we're going to be playing against all the lax dads. The tailgate league, maybe we call it. Uh, we're going to have hopefully relegation, hopefully rules and stuff for our league. I'm very excited. Like I've been concocting this idea pretty much since Bino got on board with us. No pun intended. But I'm looking at the board right now. Played with CFO Margie earlier today. It is so much fun. I could play Bino for hours. It's that much fun. Um, but the Underground Sports Philadelphia Bino League is going to be content we film. It's going to be all over the place. Hopefully be on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. We'll figure it out. Potentially on the main Instagram and then have its own Twitter account. We don't know yet. We'll figure it out. Um... But my hope is that matches will be filmed and uploaded for Wednesdays on the YouTube channel because we don't upload podcasts really on Wednesdays. Um, so that'll that's an open day on our channel right now. So hopefully Bino, Bino Wednesdays on our YouTube channel is the hope. That's my goal. And like it's it, it's such a, an open idea space where we can we can fill you know if we have guests in studio we play Bino against them um you know I, I have so many ideas running through my head when it comes to our, our Bino content um I'm so excited <laughs> like I was when I was playing today after we built the first board I was like this is gonna be electric content um so my hope is potentially Wednesdays and maybe Saturdays if, if we if there's a lot. And then hopefully when we have big tournaments with everybody involved, um, we, we go hardcore and, and, you know, stream it or something and cook this thing. We, I, I really want to put Bino on the map. You know, I know John Boy is with them and they do a lot of awesome Bino content as well. But I really want to be, you know, part of the, the catalyst that builds this thing up to be such an awesome game because it is really, really dope. And, you know, you go on Instagram, you see Reese Hoskins and Scott Kingery are following them. So they know the deal. Reese Hoskins, if you want to play Bino with us, let's set up a match. This is me calling Reese Hoskins out. I want to play Bino against you. Scott Kingery, I want to play Bino against you. And, like, imagine just being able, us being able to call out athletes or, you know, celebrities or, or whatever. And just, like, let's set up a Bino match somewhere. But I'm calling out Reese Hoskins. I want to play Reese Hoskins in Bino. That is a goal for me. Um, and obviously to get Reese on this podcast. So the Underground Sports Philadelphia Bino League is happening. Can't wait. We're working on branding for the Office League, whatever we end up calling it. Um, but USP Bino, let's go. I'm hype. I'm hype. I'm hype. That's all I got for you guys. Make sure you're following us on the socials at underground PHI on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. If you or somebody you know is looking for a summer internship, we're currently onboarding interns. We can't pay you because we don't even pay ourselves, 
but we do offer college credit. We will sign off for college credit. So if you're looking for an uh, an internship this summer, email us, undergroundsportsphi at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter in the DMs. Um, all that good stuff. We'll, we'll figure some stuff out because I, I would really love to have some summer interns on board with us because uh, we're going to need it with the content we have planned. Um, subscribe to the podcast feeds, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the like button. Click the bell icon so you don't miss a single video. And comment down below how you feel about A.J. Brown being a Philadelphia Eagle. How you feel about the fan of the process potentially making a return to the floor in Game 3. And how you feel about this Phillies team's inconsistencies. And what you want to see from us in the Bino League. Because it's going to be YouTube exclusive. We're going to be putting that exclusively on YouTube. So let us know what you want to see from the Bino Board League. Uh, from Underground Sports Philadelphia in the comments section or in the Apple Podcast Reviews. Five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too, and we know they're five stars. Big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, and of course Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. Go to TomahawkShades.com and use promo code USP for 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. Pick up the best place to play the props. Go to PlayPickup.com now and start playing the hottest headlines in sports with our homies over at Pickup. Kenwood Beer. Go to KenwoodBeer.com and use the Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And, of course, Bino Board. Go to BinoBoard.com, that's B-I-N-H-O-B-O-A-R-D.com, and use code BINOUSP, B-I-N-H-O-U-S-P, for 10% off your order from the homies over at Bino. Stay tuned for the Bino League coming to our YouTube channel in the very near future. Stay tuned for Just a Kid from Vineland, the Jameel Demby vlog, coming to our YouTube very soon as well. And uh, big thank you guys for all the support and continuing to watch on YouTube, listen on Apple and Spotify means a lot to us. And we're just trying to bring you the best content we possibly can. And I really appreciate the sport on the solo dolo shows of underground sports, Philadelphia, just like this one, episode number 425. I'm your boy KB. And until next time I'm signing off. Peace. Peace.